Hey, 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 welcome to Ride the Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Miller. Let's dive in. Guys, I think my laptop is falling to pieces. It's kind of on its last leg, and it can't be on its last leg, so that sucks. <laughs> my space bar is, like, sticking, not working. Um, the other day, I noticed that there's, like, actually almost a hole in my computer, like, where it says MacBook Pro to the left of it. There's, like, a big crack. Um... Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm wishing, I'm praying on not having it be its downfall. Okay. <laughs> if you feel like the vibes are down right now because, like, I'm not as loud, um, well, I'm recording late, low-key, and I think both my roommates are sleeping, but I still want to record. I should have recorded earlier today, but I was out enjoying the spring weather, came back, fell asleep, fell right asleep. I walked all around the city today. Actually, I'm curious. How how many miles did I walk today? Do, 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 do. Fun fact, I don't have an Apple Watch. Never have had one. Not opposed to having one, but just haven't gotten there. Um, So I have to look at my phone. Alright, I found it. So today I walked 7.2 miles. I had a little over 16,000 steps. Okay. I'm looking on like a normal like work day. Ranging between like the highest is 4.7, but uh, like normally it's around like three miles. So I'm usually walking like three miles a day, which like can't really complain. But yeah, today I walked 7.2. Shouts out Mimi. Okay, so let's get into today's topic. I'm very excited about what we're going to be talking about. And I'm even more excited about the new format that I'm approaching. So basically our topic is going to be all about the road to happiness and self-betterment. But with this, I'm going to be pulling from the show BoJack Horseman for examples of self-improvement throughout your life. What I love about the show BoJack Horseman is that you can really find comfort in the relatability in it all. There's a character for everyone in that show, whether you relate to that person or if there's somebody in your life or literally somebody that you like see in your everyday life, somebody at the grocery store, somebody on your... um, you know, commute, whatever it may be, you see a part of your everyday life within the show BoJack Horseman. You may not relate to every character the exact way they do, but you can have some empathy for them. A reason that I'm pulling from BoJack Horseman is because I feel like there are so many strong characters in the show that have with, with gone, with gone? gone through geez (laughs) there's so many characters in the show that have gone through their own self-improvement that's basically what the whole show is you know like how the characters go from x to y that's how any good show should be though you know a, a good character arc is what really draws people in right but the new format that i kind of am playing around with is you know instead of having the episode revolve around the show bojack horseman is more so revolving around a topic, so that's going to be self-improvement. But I want to use this point of media to show examples. And don't worry if you haven't watched this show, like, I'll explain it all. It'll be okay. So what? Life is all about finding yourself and going through trials and tribulations. Okay, is that what we're going to, like, go with? Is that, like, the basic approach of life and, like, one's end goal? Just to, like, find yourself and find happiness? Sure. But throughout the show, BoJack, you know, everyone starts off shitty or shitty in their own way. They haven't evolved into who they are, who they're meant to be, right? 
And I feel like anybody can relate to this. I feel like we all are at one point a bud and we will soon enough grow into the person that we're meant to be. It's just going through the shit in the middle, basically. <laughs> That's the hard part. And what we'll find with a lot of characters in this in this series is that they gloss over the hard part. They don't really dive deep into their own issues, so therefore they can't really truly grow into the person they're supposed to be. They just are glossing over all of the negative, and then they're like, da-di-da-di-da, until finally one day it catches up with them, and then they got to figure their shit out in order to really truly get to that why, that end goal. So to prep for this episode, I watched... Of course, the show BoJack Horseman. I The whole reason I kind of want to pull from BoJack is because I just finished the series the other day, which always breaks my heart. It always breaks my heart to finish a good show. Um, while I'm so happy, you know, I can check that off the list. Like, I'm, I'm sad that my experience of watching it for the first time is over. But it's always going to be a show I recommend to people. It's always going to be a show that I'll throw on now. Um, now that I've seen it all, I can kind of just watch it epi- like an episode here, an episode there. I don't have to watch it like from the beginning to end now. But yeah, that show will never not be relevant. So to prep for this episode, of course, I watched the show, but I also watched a YouTube video called What Bojack Horseman Teaches Us About Character Arc by Savage Books. Basically, it explains what makes characters so interesting and that it is their character arc. It's all about a transformation or a journey each character experiences. It's how they get from being X to Y. So in the video, they use the example of greedy to giving and they show clips of Scrooge. Something else they highlight about character arcs that I found to be really interesting is the whole idea that it's how they can get over their original struggle. We all have this goal of finding ourselves in happiness, but the road to that looks a little different for each of us. Things happen that create different roadblocks in our life. And it's it's different for everyone. But we still manage to jump through these hurdles because we have to. We have to. It's, it's all part of the plot. You know how they're saying that? You know how the kids are saying that these days? Yeah, it's part of the plot. Whenever you're feeling down, just romanticize your life. Think of your life as a TV show. That's literally what I do. I'm like, yep, it's just part of the plot. I'm okay. Up next, I want to go through some of the main characters on the show and talk about you know, their X to their Y. So when we meet the character, Mr. Peanut Butter, he is a yellow lab who embodies happiness, loyalty, optimism. And while he still is all of those things by the end of the show, we see a character development of self-realization. And that's what we really see in all of them. But let's talk about Mr. Peanut Butters. This dude was borderline annoying all throughout the show because it was just kind of like, okay, like you're always happy and pretty much think that nothing can ever go wrong. There was like no negativity ever in his life. Um, and then basically he gets in relationship with another main character, Diane, and she is the most self-aware character in the show. Probably from beginning to end, Diane knows who she is. It's just kind of like settling into herself is all. So you have like this kind of hollowed out character of Mr. Peanut Butter and he's paired up with this like all-knowing character and it kind of like forces him to think about life a little more introspectively. 
it's not all just two-dimensional, even one-dimensional, um, how Mr. Peanut Butter would like it to be. But, you know, there is depth and there are emotions in this life. And so Mr. Peanut Butter kind of has to dive into that. And I think he really finds that sense of himself, like, while he's with Diane. But eventually, spoiler alert, there are going to be spoilers through this episode, um, <laughs> if you didn't already know. But, um, yeah, Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane, they end up getting divorced. And he starts dating somebody else. I forget her name. Mrs. Wiggles, something like that. But she's a pug. And he totally fucks her over. Fucks her over. And I think in the first time in his life, he finally felt guilt. He finally did something wrong for once in his life. And I feel like Mr. Peanut Butter needed that in order to get to where he is by the end of the show. Like, he needed to have a downfall. And it was totally fucking over that girlfriend. It gave him that dimension where it's like, he's not perfect and life isn't perfect and stop making it perfect. Mr. Peanut Butter is a character that always seemed to have no flaws, but once the creators gave him a few flaws, it made him more human and I think it made him more lovable. Next up, we have Todd Chavez. Todd started off as a character with no goals to eventually becoming somebody who does it all. His character arc, you know, began with being a high school dropout, living at Bojack Horseman's house, sleeping on the couch. He had no job, no anything, you know. And then throughout the show, they gave him this like goofy um, character arc where it seemed like he wasn't doing anything. But when you look back, he got so much done. And then throughout maybe the second last season, um, they're going through his resume and they realize how much he has accomplished. He started businesses and he's worked here and there. And Todd has done it all. He really is, um, what, MacGyver? No, no, no. Whatever. One who has all the tricks up his sleeve. Todd can do it. Why can't I think of what it's called? It's literally so simple. It's a... Uh, I'm trying to find the word for what I'm trying... Like, how I'm trying to describe Todd right now. And I literally Googled, like, a word for someone who's good at everything. You know what keeps coming up? A renaissance man. And it made me think, Todd Chavez is a renaissance man. I I absolutely love that. Love that evolution for him. Something else that they touch on in Todd's storyline or character arc is his issues he has with his parents, specifically his mom that we didn't necessarily see throughout the show, but towards the end, we see how he's trying to repair that or like mend that relationship and she's just not having it. And eventually, you know, it gets there, but it, it's it was nice to see like such a, what seemed to be a one or two dimensional character, two dimensional character turn into somebody who we can really um, relate to. And this is just a side fact. This doesn't have to do with self-betterment, but something I love about Todd's character is like the comedic relief that it brings to this show with with also being serious. Sometimes Todd has the most serious lines, but because he is the silly goofy dude, it comes off as being lighthearted. And I love that for the show. I love that the creators did that. So it's like, I'm crying, but it's like Todd is the one delivering the line. Like, fuck. <laughs> if you know, you know. As I was prepping for this episode and searching the World Wide Web about self-improvement, I fell into this idea that I hadn't quite thought of myself. And that's the idea that there's a dark side of self-improvement. So in order to improve, you must also have a sense of self-realization. 
which in simple terms just means getting real with yourself about your flaws rather than just wanting better for yourself but never truly knowing what needs to change in order to get there. It's like you have to be broken down in order to get to where you want to be, which fucking sucks. But I really feel like it is the way it's got to be. Princess Carolyn, I think, is a great first embodiment of this deeper side. So let's get into Princess Carolyn. So when I first was thinking about what Carol, Princess Carolyn's ex was, I originally thought it was her all work, no play attitude. But then I quickly realized that that's not it at all. This woman is all work, no play throughout the entire show. That's who she is. That's not a negative at all. Her ex is more about her self-worth, right? And not truly knowing what her goals were besides her work. She always used to let people walk all over her. It was honestly difficult to watch. Um, she would go from relationship to relationship and she really didn't know what, what was wrong. Or maybe she did, but she just didn't care. And then as we progress throughout the show, we, we find out that her, her main goal is to start a family. That's all she's ever wanted. So then it kind of makes sense where it's like, oh, she maybe let these men walk all over her because she thought that's what she had to do in order to maybe have, have one of the relationships stick and then she could build this family, you know, whatever the case may have been. It kind of made sense to where she came from to where she ended up so her ex was being walked all over her ex no her ex moment at the beginning of her character arc is being someone who was walked all over her why is being a confident boss ass bitch who also becomes a mother she really allowed herself to find love and be respected and and within all that she also found herself and realized, you know, I don't need a man to start a family. And she did it on her own. She went through a lot. Miss Princess Carolyn went through hella miscarriages and lots of broken hearts. And then one day she was like, I can't rely on anybody. And, you know, she went to, she went to an adoption agency and, you know, she got a little porcupine baby. And then, and then she worked on her relationships. Like she finally realized that that wasn't what she needed to focus all of her energy on. Because basically, basically, so if her whole goal was to start a family, then in her mind, in order to get there, she needed to find a man, right? But then when she realized that wasn't working, she's like, okay, what the hell is my goal again? Oh yeah, start a family. Do I need a man for that? No. <laughs> So what she do? She went. She went for her goal, and the rest, you know, fell in her lap. The rest came to be, and that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. With like, all of us have our different paths, and we're gonna get there, but we have different circumstances, different hurdles to jump through. And Princess Carolyn's was definitely non-traditional, um, but it worked out for her, and it was just so empowering to watch watch her go from somebody who didn't have all the confidence in the world to somebody who definitely had it all and and we're proud of princess carolyn she's definitely somebody she's definitely a character that slept on on the show but if if you haven't seen the show and you're going to watch for the first time after listening to this podcast pay closer attention to her the other dark side of self-improvement is that feeling that there's something wrong with us something that we constantly need to fix 
And I watched a TED Talk video, and it's called The Dark Side of Self-Improvement by Suzanne Eder, Eder. And she talks about how we are not less whole just because we haven't reached that stage of our development yet. She says, we don't have to prove we have what it takes. Of course we do. It is innate. And that kind of reminds me of my philosophy of whatever we want is already ours. We just have to get there. So now let's dive into the character of Diane. When we meet Diane, she is anxiety-ridden. She's pessimistic. She's extremely aware, and she wants to change the world, which are all not negative things, but she was fueled by pessimism and negativity, which kind of just depleted her in a way. Something unique about Diane's journey in comparison to the other characters is that from beginning to end, we focus on mental health with her. She's always talking about anxiety and depression, but it isn't until the later seasons where she finally like realizes, maybe I should take medication. She worries about her weight. She worries about other other side effects, but she does it, and and we love her for it, and she, in turn, becomes a better version of herself because she knew like those are the steps that she needed to take in order to get get there but she wasn't willing to all throughout the show right it was hard seeing diane be so hard on herself throughout the series because it was like she was doing the best she could do she was fulfilling so many goals but like in her mind she wasn't doing enough she wasn't saving the world she wasn't creating world peace she wasn't writing about things that were extremely important so with this diane felt unaccomplished and she felt like she was never doing enough or ever going to reach her peak. And then one day, she just let go, let God. Like, she literally became the embodiment of Rue when she's, like, going up those stairs in the handicap feature. She's like, let go, let God. That's literally how I view Diane's character arc at the end. She just let things be, and she stopped fighting so hard. But... There was never anything wrong with Diane. It was just that she was too hard on herself. So with that being said, another thing Suzanne Etter discusses in, in the TED Talk as a dark side of self-improvement is a lack of fulfillment. So when we think that there's something wrong with us that needs to be fixed, then we're just focused on the improvement process and being focused on the fix or the end point. We're always just so focused on the end goal and we don't allow ourselves to dig into what really needs help within ourselves. And with that little buggy, I recommend therapy. Just, <laughs> I was going to say just kidding, but I'm not kidding. I think we all need therapy. I need to go back to therapy. We, <laughs> we need it. Diane needed it. She figured her shit out though. She thought she needed to like fix herself and was always focused on the end goal, but never thought like, oh, maybe it starts with from within. Maybe by, you know letting go, working on my anxiety, working on, you know, knowing that what I do is still hard work and I'm still accomplishing my goals of writing, even though I may not be like changing the world like one word at a time in my books. So Diane figured that out. It was such a good ending for her character. And I was really happy with how the, with the, fuck, with how the creators decided to go about Diane's character. They could have had her sink. They could have had her end up with Bojack in the end. Because, <laughs> like, throughout the show, they kind of have this, like, flirty nuance, you know, going on. 
And so it's like you almost thought that they were going to end up in the end, but they didn't. And thank God they didn't because it was kind of like it would have meant that all of her hard work was almost for nothing. (laughs) She was always helping people, but she was never helping herself. And then finally in the end, she helped herself. And like, and what? It led her to nothing but happiness. Now she is literally like serene and happy and doing her. And that's all we ever want, right? We want our self-improvement to lead to happiness in our life, and that is what happened with Diane. So props to Diane. So back to Suzanne Etter. She also has this idea of loving yourself forward rather than pushing yourself forward. And while I love this outlook, it does not quite work for the character of Bojack Horseman. So shall we get into Bojack himself? Let's dive into it. Where do I begin with Bojack. He's the character we love to hate, but also hate to love. And I seriously mean that. We hate to love Bojack. And writers do that to us, right? Like it does like take Frank Gallagher from Shameless. We love him even though he's done really shitty things. And it's because we have seen like where he comes from, we've seen his background. And I think even with Bojack more than with Frank Gallagher, we've seen more of Bojack's background and like his childhood because they're able to do that more or more easily I think in a in a animated show we really feel for these characters despite the shitty things that they've done when we meet Bojack <laughs> he thinks the world revolves around him um he's living in the past of his 90s sitcom that he was on for like nine seasons and he hasn't moved on from that All he does is drink and party, and he doesn't give a fuck about anybody, not even himself, really. But he still thinks that he's superior, no matter any shit that he does to anybody. And it takes him a very long time to get over that and, like, realize, no, you can't fuck everybody over in this life and expect nothing to happen to you. Or you can't just, like, go through life hurting people. But the thing with Bojack is he had no remorse. He didn't care. And he didn't even realize either. But one day the switch flipped. And I think it was just kind of like shitty thing after shitty things started happening. And it it started involving people that he, he said he loved. You know, people that were supposed to be very close to him in his life. And then he would look back on it and be like, oh shit, if I'm doing this, these things to the people that are closest to me, like, what does that say about me? And it said a lot. It said that you suck, Bojack. But like I was saying at the beginning, despite all this, we still loved him. So going to my notes, let me just read what I said. So his his ex, I wrote, you know, he thinks that the world revolves around him. He has no sense of true remorse. He's always pushing feelings to the side by drowning them out with drugs and alcohol. So let's get to his why. What, how does he develop as a person? He realizes that he's the problem and he cannot just keep hurting people along the way to his road of self-improvement. It does not work that way. We see throughout the show how many people Bojack has hurt. And as the show progresses, we see him give each of those moments more and more thought because as the show goes on, he's growing, slowly, but growing, into someone who gives a shit. In the end, spoiler alert, um so fast forward like 10 seconds if you don't want to hear this in the end he gets served prison time and when asked about it he was like 
oh yeah, I'm technically in for breaking and entering, but it's for everything else too. Which I'm so glad that, you know, he got what he deserved. He paid for his actions because I think oftentimes we see characters get away with all of their shitty things. We don't really see them pay, pay, but he does emotionally, you know, it's all, it all goes downhill for him within himself first, but then like within the law, within the people around him, he has to pay for that as well. We watched his character progression the most, and while he did the most fucked up shit in the show, he paid for it in the end. So I'm just really glad that the creators didn't just let him off the hook, because what message would that send? Um, Like I said, we all grow such an attachment to the leads of any show because we know them the most but like if they're fucked up they're fucked up and something about the show bojack horseman is it is like so close to our own reality and we can see ourselves in every character or see a person that we know of in every character (sighs) anyway bojack horseman it's just that show real quick it just 10 out of 10 and if you haven't seen it yet i hope after listening to this like it'll make you want to that show i watched it thinking i was just gonna watch another animated sitcom series like didn't think much of it and it was more than i could have even dreamed it to be (laughs) which sounds so corny but like i i these days, I, I've been going into shows kind of blindly because I want the show to like speak for itself. And I really didn't know anything about uh, about BoJack other than hearing audio clips from it on TikTok. <laughs> and I watched it and it did not disappoint. Um, I cried a lot and it really made me dive into myself as well. So, you know, I'm talking about like self-improvement and the road to happiness in this episode and um, how that happened for some of the main characters in the show. Well, you know, while watching it and while watching it all unfold for these characters, it also makes me, it also points out flaws in myself. So like, let's say something, you know, negative is going on with the character and it's like, oh, maybe that's something I should look into within myself as well. That's what I like to do with a lot of, a lot of shows, even like tarot cards. I know like some people think that's all phony baloney shit, whatever. And like, even if you think that, I think that like whatever the cards show you is something that you can actively think about. It's kind of like just another form of self-reflection. And that's what I found within BoJack as well. It's kind of like, okay, these aren't things that I may think of myself going through or like, you know, happening in my life, but seeing it happen in front of me, I'm like, oh shit, now it's time to bring it in and relate it back to myself. So anyway, I hope that this episode helped you with any clarity of like self-improvement and hey, don't be too hard on yourself. Like we're all on this road to self-improvement. Yeah, we're all going through it. And I think relating it all back to BoJack and and showing you, you know, here's five characters and here's their X to Y character arc. And they're all very different. And it just shows like me and you, like we could have different character arcs going on in our, our lives right now, but they're still important and they still matter. And like, we're still growing even at different paces and on different paths, but it still matters in the end. So like keep doing you, keep, you know, working on what what matters in your life and over time you will get there. It's not just like a, you wake up one day and everything's perfect. It takes time. It takes a lot of self-reflection and it takes really digging deep and fixing the things within yourself that will then create this this happy life on the outside as well. 
Okay. All right. Well, if you want to follow me on social media, I will leave the link to all of my social medias in the description and I will talk to you all next week. Love you. Bye. 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 Oh shoot. Before I go, let me not forget to ask you guys to leave a rating, leave a review, like, or like save the podcast to your podcasting library. Yeah. All right. Happy days. Happy days. Bye-bye.